بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه إمام عبد الله الحداد may Allah have mercy on him is considered the reviver of the 12th Islamic century his teachings have a profound impact in reaching the heart such that he was called Haddad al-Qulub the heartsmith in this series we engage in brief readings from his various works and discuss their wisdom and impact on our lives. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wa sallallahu ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala barakatuh everyone. And thank you for joining us once again for the Heartsmith podcast, where we read from some of the works of the reviver of the 12th Islamic century, Imam Abdullah al-Haddad, whose books have such an impact on the heart uh, that people would call him Haddad al-Qulub, the heartsmith, the one who would purify the hearts and shape them in the way that they're supposed to be. Alhamdulillah, uh, in this month's gathering, we're fortunate to have our dear brother, Ustad Yusuf Welch, who will also be uh, reading and inshallah sharing a few thoughts, bi-idhnillahi ta'ala. Uh, so we'll begin with al-nasa'ih al-diniyya wal-wasaya al-imaniyya, and we are on page 150 of the Arabic. What page of the translations is it? Page 83. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. <coughs> to withhold zakat is one of the greatest of major sins. Against such behavior, great threats and severe warnings have been preferred proffered by God and his messenger. It is to be feared for the withholder of zakat that he will suffer an evil end and leave this world with other than, uh, as other than a Muslim. Hmm. So this is, uh, we've been looking at this section on zakat from <coughs> councils of religion. And here once again, Imam al-Haddad is warning us of the dangers of withholding zakat. And as the blessed month of Ramadan, a person shouldn't delay their zakat past the full lunar year. Uh, but if w someone wants to pay their zakat in advance, then, you know, the blessed month of Ramadan, many people often uh, will uh, take the opportunity in Ramadan to pay their zakat. So uh, with this blessed month coming, it's extremely, extremely important as we establish the pillar of fasting, that we also ensure that we establish the pillar of zakat. Um, so this is something that's been kind of, uh, we've been going over various lessons and reminders from Imam al-Haddad on this specific point. Is there any advice that you have, Ustad Yusuf, for people to uh, make sure that they pay their zakat? And uh, uh, One of the, the beautiful things about zakat uh, and as well as uh, all of really all of the, the the actions that Allah calls us to, is that uh, they are uh, they are remedies for specific inward diseases that cannot be remedied by any other deed. So, for instance, zakat uh, is a remedy for bukhul, mm -hmm. and bukhul being uh, miserliness or stinginess. What he mentions here is withholding. That it is likened actually in the Arabic to to akramakum Allah to one of the, the medical diseases where a person cannot relieve themselves, mm. right? So, uh, and we know that if a person does not relieve themselves, it's actually poison for the body, 
right? So similarly, right, withholding, not being able to give of this wealth, and even if it's very little, not being able to give it is a, is a symptom of something very deadly in the heart, right? And it's poison for the soul, right? So this is a release from that. It's purification, right? where the word zakat comes from. That's really beautiful, subhanAllah. I never thought about it in that light. That just like, you know, certain things in the body need to be uh, removed and released in order for the body to be uh, healthy, that looking at zakat is something that needs to be released in order to be spiritually healthy. Inshallah, that's a beautiful way of looking at it. Jazakumullah kul khair. In Kitab al-Da'wa al-Ta'ala wa al-Tadkir al-Ama l-Imam al-Habib Abdullah bin Alwi al-Haddad ila anqad فالمحتاج في استحلال الربا الذي حرمه الله عليه بنذر أو إقرار ونحو ذلك وهو يعلم من باطنه أنه لم يقصد بذلك النذر والإقرار إلا ليجيزه في الظاهر على من لا يعلم بالباطن من المخلوقين. So this is from uh, the complete summons. We're on page 93 of the English translation. And Imam al-Haddad has been talking about how Usury is a major sin. So he says, Thus, he who accepts usury, at the bottom of page 93, he who accepts usury through ruses, such as vows or declarations, iqrar, aware that he is doing this only to deceive those who see him doing it and cannot penetrate his inner thoughts, is but a deceiving trickster who wishes to deceive Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But he is mighty and invincible and knows everything that exists, whether on earth or in heaven. As for he who acts as a scribe or a witness for such people, if he is aware from the evidence he witnesses of their real intentions, yet still helps them, he becomes their partner in fraud and deceit and will thus share the consequence, which is God's punishment. And the wrongdoers will come to know which end uh, will be theirs. So this is, subhanAllah, yet another reminder related to our finances and our wealth yeah. Yeah. and being really careful. Um, and, and we live in a challenging time, you know, as the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi said that the one who holds on to their religion is like someone holding on to a hot coal. Uh, but I think it, you know, these types of reminders are so important just to fully understand the implications of these sins. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when we look at it just from the practical lens, it's just like, you know, yeah. it's not that big of a deal. Everybody does it. Mm -hmm. But then you really realize how it is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's scary. It's a beautiful thing that, that he brings up, this idea of the hiyal, and the, the, the loopholes. Uh, how does he translate it there? The the it's ruses, called the ruses, the yeah, ruses, ruses, right? Because uh, the the Sharia, the sacred law, uh, there's there's the letter of the law, but there's also the spirit of the law, mm. right? So a loophole is essentially divorcing the letter of the law from the spirit of the law. Mm. Like, okay, technically this wouldn't be called uh, riba, interest, or usury in the letter of the law, 
but maybe but he's uh, Imam al-Haddad is pointing us to the intentions mm. that Allah knows the intentions Allah knows right, the spirit of the matter he knows what's behind the behind that that action so mm. so many of the righteous would actually use loopholes to be able to give uh, extra zakat or to be able to do good deeds right and those are considered righteous uh, whereas uh, these are the ones uh, these are a type of loopholes used from the nafs mm. the ego doesn't want to give up the money so let me let me put it all in the ownership of someone for a day so that the anniversary date of my zakat comes mm. i don't have I mean, technically i don't think it's gotten then i'll take it back the day after for 2.5 percent right so and it's amazing that two two separate books both on the same kind of same yeah happens a lot Mm. but but to that same point as you said previously when we were reading from the first book Mm. is that there's a certain medicine or a certain poison in the case of usury and sin that if a person really knew what was taking place you know people wouldn't play with fire like i'm gonna play like russian roulette and maybe I'll be all right with this ruse, but it's like you're you're you can't deceive Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. MashaAllah. Jazakumullah khairan. And now we are reading from Al Fusul al Ilmiya Wal Usul al Hikamiya. And we are on uh, page eighty four of the Arabic. Page sixty six in the English, the last paragraph. In Anqaradiallahu anhu, and this is about gentleness. ويحتاج إلى الرفق بالخصوص حاجة كبيرة الأرباب المراتب من الناس من أهل الولايات والمناصب الدينية والدنيوية. Those who most particularly need to use gentleness are those who occupy high positions of either religious or or worldly responsibility. وبه يتألفون الناس ويحسنون السياسة لهم ويتم لهم به with gentleness, they can win people over and adroitly manage their affairs, thus becoming supported by the majority and gaining many followers, mm-hmm. so that people are able to benefit from them fully. وأخذ بضده من العنف والشدة فقل ما يتم له أمر وتجتمع له كلمة. In contrast, leaders who set aside gentleness and take to harshness and force ne- and force never enjoy wide support. Even when some appear to have such support, it can be no more than superficial. وأن وقع ذلك قليلا لبعض من يكون كذلك فيكون بالظاهر دون الباطن مع الكراهية والإشمئزاز والاستثقال. While inwardly there will be hatred, revulsion and feelings of oppression. فظهر أن الرفق هو الخير الصرف. Thus gentleness is entirely good. وأنه لا ينبغي للإنسان العاقل أن يحاول شيئا من الأمور إلا به سيما ما يتعلق منها بالناس. And no intelligent person should try to accomplish anything without it, especially when dealing with others. First of all, one's family and servants, and then everyone else. It should never be overlooked, for it always yields the required results, even if not immediately. Subhanallah. This is another one of those things where 
having revelation and having the sunnah of the Prophet uh, really supersedes all other types of uh, types of information or experiences or knowledge that people have. So, yeah. so it, seem, it seems that uh, without revelation, humans kind of uh, trial and error. They try to figure out what life, uh, how life should be lived. And then it all goes back to really the way animals live. Right? Yeah. Survival of the fittest. Exactly. Uh, you have to, you have to uh, eat or get eaten yeah. right, kind of ideology. Whereas the Prophet is flipping that paradigm completely. Gentleness doesn't enter into anything except that it beautifies it. Yeah. And, and, you know, different people have different temperaments and so forth. And sometimes I know like a lot of growing up, a lot of Arabs think that through being like really firm and and more than firm, uh, in all honesty, harsh and kind of with especially children, they think that that's how children are going to Mm -hmm. become. Uh, disciplined, yeah. but if then you, you leave you the stick, you ruin the child, right? Yeah, <laughs> subhanallah, and yeah. and uh, yeah, exactly. Even in the West, there's, but subhanallah, we were just reading earlier today in the Sira class that Sayyidina Anas radiAllahu anhu for ten years he served the Prophet mm-hmm. and he never once said uff to him, like the f- yeah. lowest form of frustration. Sallallahu alaihi wasallam. May Allah, t- uh, you know, enable us to implement these things and really learn them. And I think people will, inshallah, see the beauty of Islam, inshallah ta'ala. Okay, alhamdulillah. Now we are on Imam al-Haddad's The Book of Assistance. And this is page 125 in the Arabic. And the bottom of page 83 in the translation. When you become angry because you were wronged or insulted, and this shows on your face, and you find that your loathing of that deed and the person who did it are more than your loathing of any evil that you see or hear about, فتحقق أنك ضعيف الإيمان وأن عرضك ومالك أعز عليك من دينك. Then know for certain that your faith is weak and your honor and wealth are dearer to you than your religion. وإذا علمت وتحققت أنك إذا أمرت بمعروف أو نهيت عن منكر لا يستمع لك ولا يقبل منك you are permitted to remain silent if you know with certainty that if you enjoin good or forbid evil, this is what the chapter is about, enjoining good and forbidding evil, that if you remain silent, you are permitted to remain silent if you know with certainty that if you enjoin good or forbid evil, your words will neither be listened to nor accepted, or there will ensue obvious harm either to yourself or your property. This is when enjoining a good and forbidding an evil change from being an obligation into being a tremendous virtue which indicates that the one who does them loves Allah and prefers Him to all else. 
وأما إذا علمت أن المنكر يزيد بسبب النهي أو يتعدى الضرر إلى غيرك من المسلمين فالسكوت حينئذ أولى وربما وجب And if you come to know that an evil will increase if forbidden if someone uh, brings to light that it is forbidden and tells people to stay away from it or that harm or that the harm will involve other Muslims in addition to yourself then silence is better and in some cases obligatory. Once again, there's just so much wisdom in everything that you read from Imam al-Haddad, uh, this perfect balance of enjoining what is good and forbidding what is wrong, but also having hikmah, having this wisdom of how to apply it. Yeah, and that's so, uh, it's really important that, that things be put in very practical advices and Imam al-Haddad is the master of that. He's 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 got like a triple PhD, right, in telling what to do, but uh, within the most practical way that speaks over centuries, and even hundreds of years later, it, it applies perfectly. Uh-huh. And it's so I love Subhanallah, how each of these books really are a beautiful segue into the next book. We were just reading about gentleness, and then we were reading about yeah, enjoining what is good. good and forbidding what is wrong, and. Everything, zakat and riba. <laughs> yeah, zakat and riba, and it's really beautiful because it's extremely important. This is why seeking knowledge is so important, and dedicating time to reading books of knowledge and being in halaqas of knowledge, because you have to get a holistic picture of the deen. And oftentimes, people will just get a snippet and think that they understand a lot more than they really do. And it's an ongoing, just learning journey of balance and. Remind, being reminded of areas you need to work on, and uh, you know it's beautiful. Subhanallah, just to see how everything kind of influences. Even as you're reading it, it's <laughs> colored by what we read before. Subhanallah. And that's one of the distinguishing characteristics of these great scholars is that they had ultimate clarity. Mm-hmm. Like they were never confused. They knew exactly uh, uh, what Allah wanted in every unique situation. Right? They knew the principles, but they also know how to apply those principles. <laughs> May Allah allow us to uh, have some of that wisdom. Ameen, ameen, ameen. Inshallah. So now we'll read from Sabirul Iddikar. And we are on page 90 of the Arabic. And page 57 of the English, Lives of Man. وَقَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ يُحْشَرُ النَّاسُ عَلَىٰ أَرْضٍ بَيْضَاءَ عَفْرَاءَ كَقَرْصِ النَّقِيِّ لَيْسَ فِيهَا عِلْمٌ لِأَحَدٍ the messenger of God, upon whom be blessings and peace, said, People will be gathered in a shining white land resemble, resembling pure flower, where there will be no signs, there will be signs for no one. ليس فيها علم لأحد. نعم. وقال عليه الصلاة والسلام يحشر الناس في صعيد واحد يسمعهم الداعي وينفذهم البصر. And he said, May blessings and peace be upon him. Mankind will be gathered on a single plane. Each will hear the summoner, and eyesight will be penetrating. And here, Imam al-Haddad, in this chapter of this beautiful book, uh, The Lives of Man, he's talking about the events of the resurrection. So after everyone has passed away, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will resurrect people. So now he's describing the place of uh, where this resurrection will take place. وَذَلِكَ هُوَ مَوْقِفُ الْقِيَامَةِ 
فإذا اجتمع فيه الخلائق من الجن والإنس والشياطين والبهائم والوحوش والسباع ثم تنزلت الملائكة عليهم السلام بأمر الله وأحاطوا بأهل الجمع صفا خلف صف فلا يستطيع المجرمون والظالمون هربا ولا فرارا ولا يجدون إلى ذلك سبيلا This is the standing place موقف of the, This is the standing place of the day of rising where all creatures will be assembled jinn, men, devils, cattle, wild beasts and predators Then the angels upon whom be peace shall descend to them and at God's command and surround them rank upon rank and the criminals and the unjust will find no place to, f- to flee. قال الله تعالى يا معشر الجن والإنس استطعتم أن تنفذوا من أقطار السماوات والأرض فانفذوا لا تنفذون إلا بسلطان إلى قوله تعالى ونحاس فلا تنتصران. God has said, O company of jinn and men, if you have power to penetrate all regions of the heavens and the earth, then do so. You will never penetrate them save with our sanction. Which, uh, which is it of, our, of the favors of your Lord that you deny? There will be sent against you flames of fire and brass, and you will not escape. وَيَزْدَحِمُ أَهْلُ الْمَوْقِفِ وَيَمُوجُ بَعْضُهُمْ فِي بَعْضِ وَتَدْنُ الشَّمْسِ مِنْ رُؤُوسِهِمْ حَتَّى تَكُونْ عَلَى قَدْرِ مِيلٍ The gathering place will, be crowd, will become crowded. There will be jostling and turmoil, and the sun will draw near until it is one mile above their heads. قال الراوي لا أدري هو ميل المسافة من الأرض أو الميل الذي يكتحل به، فحين إذن ينزل بالناس من الكرب من الكرب والحر والعطش ما لا يعلمه إلا الله ويبلغ منهم مبلغا عظيما ويعرق الناس حتى يذهب عرقهم في الأرض أربعين ذراعا. The narrator of this account re- remarked that he did not know whether this would, me, this would be a mile in distance or the mile which is the furthest that can be seen. Uh, then people will be afflicted by great hardship, such heat and thirst that only, uh, that only God knows of. They will perspire until their sweat penetrates the earth to a depth of 70 arms length. And then inshallah in the next uh, Hartsmith podcast we'll read uh, some of the narrations related to those who will be under Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's shade. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us and you and all who hear this, inshallah, among them, Ya Arhamar Rahimin. And finally, this is Good Manners on the Spiritual Path. And we are on page 59 of the Ihya Publishing Edition, the tre- Three Treatises. And we are on page 8 of the Arabic. And he says, وإلى إن قال وعلى المريد أن يجتهد في تقويته وحفظه وإجابته عني هذا الباعث A disciple, murid, should do his best to strengthen, protect, and respond to this urge that Allah casts in his heart فتقويته بالذكر لله والفكر فيما عند الله والمجالسة لأهل الله Strengthening it is accomplished by remembering Allah often, reflecting on what He has, and keeping the company of the people of Allah. Protecting it is by keeping away from the company of those who are veiled, and by ignoring the insinuations of the devils. Res- 
Responding to it is by hastening to return to Allah, sincerely seeking His nearness. And neither waiting, postponing, procrastinating, or delaying. This is an opportunity that has been granted and should be seized. And the door is now open, so let him enter. He has been called and should be swift to answer. Let him beware of letting days pass one after the other, for this is the work of the devil. He must advance and not weaken. He must refrain from invoking excuses such as lacking time or not being good enough for the task. Abu Rabi'a said, Go to Allah with your limping and your broken limbs. Do not wait for full health, for that would only be idleness. And Ibn Ata'ala says in his hikam to say that the work must be postponed until one is free is but the idleness of the nafs. Alhamdulillah. Uh, we've come to the end of this month's Jalsat Al-Awwabeen. Jazakumullahu khayran. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, to bless you all uh, and to make this Ramadan that is forthcoming the most blessed Ramadan uh, for the entire Ummah of the Prophet Sallallahu and the most blessed Ramadan in our lives thus far and that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala grants us an increase and we ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to reward uh, the great Imam Abdullah bin Alawi Al-Haddad may Allah have mercy on him for this beneficial knowledge that brings life to the hearts Jazakumullahu khayran wa sallallahu ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in walhamdulillahi rabbil alamin Thank you for listening to one of Al-Maqasid's online educational offerings Our mission at Al-Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion, and service by providing full-time, part-time, online, and community programs. For more information, please visit our website at almaqasid.org and connect with our other online content at almaqasid.org backslash connect.